0: This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shi'urim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Yeah. Okay. Our page 214 here, and there's a big arcade, And this is, deals with actually an issue that is extremely relevant today. And the uh, issue is going to be um something about morality natural morality versus torah morality does where the Torah tells us to do something that we might be inclined to feel is right or wrong whatever it is how do you deal with it uh, or better said, what is the moral structure that we're dealing with okay so in P, as he, he also explores another piece the relationship between... Morality and intellect. Okay, the first of all, the Mishnah: Kol shechmasu Anyone whose okay. chachma is more than his The ma'adomer le'ilon shenafar ruva shashem The Mishnah says anybody whose chachma is greater than his meisav. He's like an, like a tree that has many branches with few roots, and the wind knocks uh, on the branches. And because of the surface area, it um, there's a, the wind is able to uproot a lot. If it's meisima more than it's chachma, then it's like a tree that has less branches and many roots. And then even all the winds in the world come, they cannot uproot it. That's the um, mishnah pajamas. The um, now he's going to explain. Adam, he na adam, is says the person, a man. Chazal have pictured a man as um, like a tree, meaning, even though it's one tree, but there are different sections of it, and each one provides a tree with something else. The, um, there is the part of the trunk or the roots that are in the or coastal ground, in the ground and then you have the branches that um, extend outwards into the air and the third part is the priya that he took the fruits so you have man also has the roots in the trunk it is the physical part of himself and all his midas um, and tchunas that the life that he lives with so the it, it, the it's so fascinatingly enough the trunk and root is the normal physical life the branches are the wisdom that he garners from that um actually he like like man spreads his um interests out spread he extends himself that's the intellectual exploration of the world around him and finally the fruit that comes out is the understanding of God so we we are we have a, a base that's rooted in the ground a very physical base a physical self and then we have a an extension we extend out to explore the world around us and the fruit of that exploration is the understanding of of God, the wisdom of God. If the trunk was really rooted, the person is very rooted and we'll see soon what that would be in. Then even if he has many branches, that's okay. And he can have a lot of fruit. Um the commercial the commercial uh, so like role and the commercial role of the commercial role of the commercial may of the commercial role of the of that it's 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 not automatic. Not just not because you have a very solid trunk or many, many branches will you have fruit. But one thing is clear if you don't have a solid trunk and you don't have good roots, then you'll never have anything really coming out of it. So so basically we're, 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 we're dividing the person into different strata. And there's going to be the basic strata and then things coming out of it. So the things that come out of it are intellectual pursuits ending in the pursuit of God and good, etc. What's the first part? It says, so even if the person does things that are right and good, he still could be an intellectual lightweight. He still not produce much in terms of There are many good people, people who act nicely, well, kind, who never made it past stage one. But it it doesn't mean they have to be that way. Just because you're a nice person doesn't mean you have to be stupid. They could have known. In other words, if the first part is good, then... um, then the second part can or cannot be. Now, the question is, why is it um, like that? Why is it that if a person doesn't have good middos, he will lag behind in the pursuit of in the intellectual pursuit of religion? What's one got to the other person's? I mean, a, a person's middos is, 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 is to his personality, his his is to his we don't find correlations that with many other areas so why would this be like that this is three reasons is involved the um the slash sibes one ah has she royal and hamasim the kill who are martyrs also says the causing of all us all the moonah he save a the ideology of so he says that Having beard midas is something that doesn't allow you to pursue Chachma. He doesn't quite say why or how. He does say that we're that we understand that, that we could have exactly. But he says it's something Hamatri it, is also. It it bothers you, it distracts you. Maybe it means that if a person is very emotionally involved in something else, he can't free up his mind to think person who is full of taiva, person who's full of anger and hatred and any person that's very emotionally obsessed he may not maybe that's what he means, I'm not sure the second one is the, the same thing he says is to, to develop one's midas requires consistency loads of the grindstone etc. To, to acquire Chachma requires much more than that. So if the person if the person has had a hard time being able to work on small things, then he's not gonna be able to work on big things. Which one wonders sometimes a very, very bright person with a very nasty personality, it might be much more difficult for him to work on his midas than it is to work on his sechel. Three. Um actually ishi, nifkar me and pocket somebody who's missing something in needles is going to be missing something safe on this one I want to try to explain but i do think we can get a hand line um let's let's understand what we're talking about we're not talking here about exploring um let's say digging for oil and deciding which rock layer has the best chance of having um, petroleum and pressure and so on and so forth Th- those things really, really have nothing to do with me. This, and they're irrelevant. And, but, in philosophy, meaning the pursuit of wisdom, and the type of knowledge that philosophy talks about, which are broad strokes, culminating in what is the good man shall do and what's the bad. And um, sort of that's that is at the end of the day, the, the, the focus of it, the good and the bad, and so on. So if a person has bad middles, they inevitably, they must skew his understanding of right and wrong. A person who, whose own life is very self-centered doesn't really understand that giving to others is important. It's, it's a type of thing where who you are and what you believe tend to converge. And therefore, if a person's midas amushkes, then then um, he's not going to be able to um, to see straight. Um, I remember I, I was once a um, I had a friend who we was about twenty twenty one. He had an unnatural desire for coverlet, such a very precocious desire in and he always needed things to be printed and people should take in places. It was kind of way, way, way beyond the norm. A nice person, not you know decent in learning, but but this was a kind of a, a real weak point of his. Fast forward many years later, there was some sort of rabbi somewhere and there was and and someone I knew of, a young person went to hear a share of his. The person said that the reason why Machyev in Torah, why is there generally speaking a a an he said because um people it, 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 people should be paying for the learning that they do. But the Torah says that you can't take money for, for, for learning Torah but teaching Torah. So we pay them with cover. Now this person took his own warped sense of like equating covet with payment and money and sort of pasting it onto the Torah. And you know, however he'll look, is all everything is is going to come from that perspective. It's amazing. So a person whose middles are messed up, his understanding of good and bad. So this third one of his. So basically, he has three things. The first one I think is it, it, um, bad middles, including taivas, etc., the type of thing that suck you in, and you're not going to be able to to um, to do to to, to to study in a serious way. The second one is you haven't developed the skills studying and learning requires a lot of focus and a lot of self-discipline, which you haven't gotten because you haven't practiced it, and finally he says because it actually skews you. And I think the Rambam, it's is pretty much like this third one, the Rambam in many places speaks about if, if your midos are bad, midos bad means doing anything bad, really. not only what we call midos, it means if a person's practical world is somewhat perverted, it will reflect itself in his understanding of things. Just like when we grow a tree, the first thing we need to make sure is that the stock is solid, the roots are good, um, because everything's gonna come through there. First, the mushroba First, focus on this. So, um, being that we'll never have a top-sized pyramid, um, you know, a, a flip pyramid, a person needs to first make sure that he acts the way he should act. You cannot have a tree that is sick at its base, and healthy with its fruit. This is, this is, he thinks, what Rebolaus uh, meant in this Mishnah. If a person's maizim, it means he has a healthy stock, and branches can come out and grow well. But the other way around, uh, it can't. He when, says, next paragraph, when the base is bad, He's uh, and, and the, the, the very basis of plot much to as easy to um, push him away from his goal so Chachamim were the ones who saw this truth, and they recognized there is veshesulase loyitachin So he says the Chachamim ahema means the Chachamim, the the um, let's call it I think the Gausha philosophers. They they recognize this. Um, so they, they felt you we need to guide people how to properly. We <laughs> just there are many books on how to live properly. This was part of philosophy. Legapath, he calls it. And they made this the most important wisdom. The best of the lot, the most is. So I think it's called the Nicomedian Ethics. Um, it's Aristotle's version of Midas and he says it's very good. He talks to the the issue of what is internal perfection, not what makes me a good or nice person to other people. What makes me a good person to myself? Now he says the im So he says there's value to that. The im um, sheelu kulam even though you can you can find much of this advice in Hazal, like we explain it always, we, we bring it down, So he says that there are two advantages, and this is true about psychology, for instance, um, some very bright people will keep showing you Chazal that that um, have very very contemporary psychological um, insights. Now, that's the, the the value of psychology is twofold. First of all, it's structured. Chazal, you have chazal here, Chazal there, Chazal somewhere else, and um, and and you have it uh, in, in a structured way where it deals particularly with this issue, that issue, the other issue. Secondly, the um, Hazal just tells us, psychology, any science, tends to give us a reasoned exposition as to why and how it is. Why does it follow from a person's basic instincts, this point, this point, this point. There's value in knowing it that way, because you, you, it's much easier to understand something in the context of the overall picture, than when it's just a particular and insightful truth. Generally speaking, this is something which I think is true across the board, and important, whenever we speak about Torah, having everything science has, and so on, the 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 problem is until we don't notice it through science, we almost can't find it in Torah. Maybe there was one genius over the generations that could do it. We can't. So once we see it worked out in, in a rational way, then we say, hey, that's what Chazal mean over this. So it says it has a value. B'ulam, he says. So, so a, so he explains till now the, the, the middles forming the basis for understanding. Two, the value of Umasolam in their presentation. Now he goes back to uh, this Veulam. Obviously, this is you see the three dots here, so we're skipping a big piece. Um, does the Gayam don't have any starting point except life's experiences, common life experiences, etc? So so they're rooted, their their beginning of understanding is rooted in the things they've gone through and have come to learn, and so on. Ulam. Yes, he says, um that's the of Ilan. Omnam he says, asha but the, the divine person that faced a He so a person who had a personal spiritual experience is the opposite so he has a very very different experience he's starting with the world of Ruchnius first and, um, and he's rooted in divine commands which he brings down to this world so we have two radically different starting points and almost all of can start only with life experience in some vague intuitive sense we start with revelation. So, just like a scientist, when he sees he, he, he sees certain phenomena and he's checked and they're genuine these phenomena. So that's the starting point. This exists. The question is now why, but 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 I've seen what exists out there. Lazei says, um, just like most people, or other the other people of humanity. Their sense of existence is by right, the things that happen in the world. Mm-hmm. For us, the beginning is revelation. The beginning, the the, the, the basic reality. That we know for sure is that the exists and revealed itself to us. And everything else is built on that. And is <laughs> And so on. So he says, when a person, so our reality is. So let's give an analogy. When a person makes his theories about the world, his reality are common day to day experiences, and therefore, if someone says asking me, "Is this table solid?" I would say, "You bet it is." I keep banging it. i bang on it. My hand hurts. It is solid. A scientist. His reality is based on the laboratory. So he takes this wood, bombards it with particles. The particles have an easy time getting through. One in a million doesn't get through. And therefore, he concludes this thing is far, far from solid. So we both are building our core understandings on a basis. But the basis is very different. So Ouma Solomon can only build it on the basis of their sense of right and wrong. And that's their sense of right and wrong we build it on Gilead, and therefore we have a very, very different Mahalach than what we understand to be right or wrong. So we have to follow the right and wrong of Torah, even if it's in conflict with what the world thinks. So, by the way, just, I guess, we'll, we'll uh, pause for a second. This was written about 600 years ago. It was written sometime in the 1400s, maybe 550 or so or years ago. And they seem to be wrestling the same issue, same problem. When common, universal, human um, understanding something wrong, what do you do? If you think it's right or if you think it's obligated? And all of these. And it says the Navy were called Meshugoyim. Um, and then you see Shaul, even though Shaul had Rahmanis, that's the nicest thing in general of Rahmanis, and yet over there he was vilified for being a Rahman. Um, you see all these cases that um, that tell us a person had to act in ways that were counter to the society's intuitive sense of right and wrong. They are Ak Prahu's prize crap. Oh, and we we um, have a clear insight on what the tale wants from us. therefore he says, um, we have a hero to um to, we have a here to base our sense of right and wrong on the gila of and so on. So like says over here a profound understanding of why for certain people, for people who didn't experience the Gilead Sinai for them um Seichel is the arbiter, And and that term is uh, everything. We, who we are, what we are, what we think to be right, is determined by by um, revelation. I want to add just one more point. He doesn't say it, not talk about it, but, but I think just to, to, to be marsh to this point. Really um, right and wrong are um, qualities that we have no way of really determining ourselves. That was the head of, we want to be of ra, and It wasn't um, to be all other phenomena we understand at least is that something is strong means it will hold X amount of weight without buckling. That something is red means it will produce electromagnetic waves at a certain frequency and so on. But we don't have a way of explaining what the Ra and Tov is. The tov and Ra so, I mean, life sort of teaches you what most people think is told what people think is wrong. That's correct. But to understand it in a fundamental way, there's nothing like that that we have because we can't relate it to anything. And, and ruchness in general, I think, is, is, um, is, is something which can only be understood as revelation. Anything else is not ruchness. If I say that, that evolution taught me to be nice to other people because if I weren't nice to other people my penguins would starve or whatever it is, that's taking, um, it's taking uh, philanthropy and being nice and good, and reducing it to something that's not. Like it's sort of a crude instinct of a poor animal doesn't know that will survive with it or without it and so on. But Kapodim, um, his point here is that, um, the difference between what it is that we, what are our axioms and postulates, that's one, and then following into, the um. The that once a person's understandings are branches of of who he is. a person understands what he is, and and uh, if he's not if, if he's not good, then his understanding is also going to be um, skewed uh, on on the axis of his uh, interests. Okay, we'll hold it here.